0: Let's jump right into it. All right, now let's jump right into it. Let's go. There you go. Oh ho ho, Dennis!
1: <laughs> happy hour to you, my friend.
0: Oh, thank God! What a fucking week. Here it is, happy hour. I Excellent. hardly drank a drop of scotch for well, a week beer on the other hand has been flowing freely i feel like it's you get this point in the summer if you have mm-hmm. this over throughout your life where one day it's a nice summer day and the weather's perfect and you're thirsty and somebody gives you a nice cold beer and you just love it and you love it so much that you just you just drink and, and drink and drink mm-hmm. that's the way it's been all summer
1: yeah there's nothing better than the first sip of a cold beer on a hot summer's day especially if you've been out actually doing stuff not just you know, yeah, getting up right, off the sofa right, to go to the beer cabinet,
0: right? But, a bit of a happy hour uh, on a daily basis, as you might say.
1: But I've like, whenever I, whenever I go golfing in Spain, where we are carrying our own bags and walking for five hours in the sun, and that first beer is just the most glorious thing ever. It's like, yeah. yes, yeah, this is, this yeah. is life, yeah, amen, to be lived to its fullest.
0: There you go. I was flicking through HBO, the movies, you know, 444 movies and clicking and clicking and clicking. And I see the Prairie Home Companion. And I look and sure enough, it starred Garrison Keillor as mm-hmm. Garrison Keillor sure. and Meryl Streep as one of the two Jones sisters who were singers. Her other sister is Lily Tomlin. And Lefty and Rusty, the two singing cowboys, are played by Woody Harrelson and John C. Riley. Oh my word. And The Fumbling Detective is played by Kevin Klein in a, a very Clouseau like playbill, but it's a screenplay by Garrison Keeler and directed by someone else. It was just so enjoyable. And to see these fine, fine actors collaborate is truly an ensemble kind of deal. And to see the guts of the Prairie Home Companion, and they had in the movie as a, a major musical character is the fella who does all of the imitations, all of the bird calls and the animal calls and, and and all those things. So he's in the show. So you get to see what he does to make the noises of everything that in these stories they tell, he punctuates it. Are you familiar with it? You're not?
1: Yes, no, I'm familiar oh, with the Prairie, Prairie Home Companion,
0: right. and so all the children uh, so are above in the average. Movie. So he's in the movie. And mm-hmm. it's just fascinating to to see it. It runs like a, almost like a documentary in some respects. So it's fun. Nice. So
1: I went with my family on a hike this weekend. We, we looked up the like local hiking trails and we found one and, but like found one as in we, like we have, we like, a couple of months ago we got a little booklet of, of hiking trails and so we chose one and then I went on my phone and I said, you know, show me where this hiking trail is and it opened up this app that I have that shows me where all where like it allows you to sort of record your progress on the trail.
0: And, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Save it I think as a favorite. This app before. Yeah,
1: and, and save it as a favorite save it uh, as a favorite hike or whatever. So anyway, we we get to this little town and it wasn't really obvious where the trail started from. Like I looked at the drawing on the piece of paper and I looked at my map on Google Maps and it was clear that it, we were going to be following this river because the idea was to follow the river up to where the river is born there's this this river that runs by my little village uh, that runs by my little village out in, into the sea about a 30 minute drive away you can get to where the river comes out of the
0: cliffside and start oh, no shit yeah so it's an underground river that that that, that, that well, yeah sparks. i mean i
1: mean it comes it comes out of yeah oh, that's and, fascinating right so so but so we went and we parked in, like at some point near the river where we knew we could walk we could follow the river up to where it is born and it's actually a really impressive waterfall like it comes out of a cliff and falls down to this place and then the river starts right so we went and we parked in this at this place and and we were going to follow the river and we started walking but like the GPS on my phone and the app told me that we need to be walking up this sort of like mm, this highway. Like there was no, there was no shoulder on this road and we were sort of walking up along the river. Like we could see the river down below, but we were walking on this. There was no shoulder on this road and right. the car would come by and we'd have to like all stop and get up against the, the guardrail for the car to go by. Oh and, no shit. And
0: how fast the cars go?
1: 40 to 50 miles an hour, I oh would say. Shit.
0: And so you want to
1: stumble. Right. And so my wife and I w- both had this sensation of, this is not the hiking trail. This is like, we're on the wrong, we're on the wrong place. Yeah, and so is... we had a little bit of a discussion and we were like, do we keep going? Do we go back? Do we just call it a day and quit? Or what, what do we do? And so we walked a little bit further and then we decided, no, we need to go back. Yeah. And yeah. We, we went all the way back down following this road with several other cars going by. And we got back down to our car and there was a, there was a guy there at his house near our car, and we said, "We said, hey, we're looking for the trail that like follows the river." He said, "Oh no, you got to go across this bridge, and then you can go up. There's a trail that follows the river." And so, like, we were on we were on the right side of the river, and we need to be on
0: the left side of the river. Ah, uh, so uh, if so, you kept walking, you eventually would.
1: No, got... no, 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 no. So, but, uh, but where, like, where, where, where we parked, we had to go and cross a bridge, and then on the other side of the river, there was a hiking trail, and uh, so we followed that, and that was lovely, lovely, lovely. And
0: Just, you got to the falls.
1: No, that would be the ultimate. But we sort of got lost because the trail was really poorly marked, and we asked a couple of people along the way, and they were like, "I don't know, maybe keep going this way." And right.
0: Well, you were going upstream, right?
1: Right, right, right. We were following the wow. river, so, but it, but at yeah. some point, at some point like we followed the river until we got to a point where the trail ended. Like there was a trail that followed right. along the side the river.
0: Is the deer trail? No, no, no. Like it, it ended, I, and there was, there was no more trail. Are there deer trails in the woods? There, or animal trails? I suppose you like, look around
1: we didn't really see much in the way of fauna on the on our on our hike Aside from the cows and stuff that were you know uh, nearby But anyway, we failed to get to our destination, but we had a lovely time and
0: we oh, lock, walked great. along the river and it, was, well, it gives you something to do again now that you know how more quickly to get there and
1: right you're headed toward, Where not, toward not to ground. go and also yeah, but but also <laughs> We know what not what paths not to go down, right? So yeah, that's another Excursion for us to do in the future but it was, it
0: was a good day out. We did two walks of note, one which you may or may not have heard last week, but we went—no, you didn't. We went to the lake and looked at the weather report. It looked like there might be a little bit of rain in the morning, but we got to the lake a little later than we wanted and parked our car at the, at the end of the trail right on, on, on the lake and walked—plan was to walk two and a half miles upstream. Up toward our place, and then walk back and have breakfast. So we got about uh, a half a mile into the two and a half miles in, and it started like to downpour, and we ended up underneath these huge bridges that the interstate went over. They are very very high, and water pouring out of them from the from the deluge directly into the river through a drain. Like each like a little mini waterfall that was both wondrous and looked disastrous in terms of the shit that was coming off the cars and the road and going directly into the river but we got drenched but we each had to change of clothes and so we, we 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 redid that this past sunday and it was a lovely day and we went all the way up and back and then had a fine breakfast on a on a, a ship called the idler in south haven where you sit on the ship that's now docked permanently and I think maybe it's a, a double entendre maybe like somebody might want to go there and have a drink and the idol there
1: i mean the, the 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 boat is idling
0: and so so is the man and so it's odd isn't it that they're both idlers i don't i don't know it was lovely but you know and it was it was good masking and and good cleanliness and and throw away stuff. And strangely, though, let me say this about that And I'm, we're very happy. I want to take it away from this, but here's the thing: back in the day, and on the menu still, they're known for Bloody Marys on Sunday. And they, back in the day, and still on the menu, they had a Bloody Mary bar, which was all the Bloody Marys you could drink for like twelve ninety five. And you go to this bar, and and there's fifteen different condiments and sauces, and they just give you a bottle of or a, a glass. Thirteen
1: dollars for all the Bloody Marys you can drink.
0: Yeah holy shit yeah well people drink one or two you know I mean, yeah, for the most some, part that's some but you go to the bar there's cheese there's salami there's shrimp there's pickles there's olives three three yeah, different baby. kinds there's horseradish there's worcester sauce there's there's hot there's, there's you know uh, tom's hot sauce there's everything you can think of and you just have to big hunks of celery and uh young uh whole onions and on and, and spears and pieces of bacon and the ability to build yeah. a tower of shit a tower and of can, shit uh, Google this image of the world's wildest bloody Marys, not to go I've, overboard. I've seen those, but these. But anyway, I'm at the place. I was. Oh, I know you don't have a bloody Mary bar, but I'll have the chum, a, a poorly named bloody Mary. Not uh, whoever thinks that that chum is fine. Well, what chum is is cut up guts of fish that she used
2: it to, to affect sharks. Throw,
0: yeah. You know, and and it's a terrible, terrible chum. name. And I said something when I ordered. I said the the inappropriately and disgustingly named chum bloody Mary. Wow. And she came back and she said. Oh, you know, we we don't have the chunk. We don't have the stuff. I said, well, probably all for the better. I'll just have the regular. And it came with a pickle in it, and stuck in the pickle was was an umbrella. And huh. I'm like, what the fuck? Where's pickle the umbrella. where's the green olives? Where's the where's the the, 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 the pickled beans or the little tiny corn things that you can eat like a run yeah. of corn? Or, where's my garnish? Yeah. What the fuck? And I just said, I just said, hey, do you have some olives? I mean, I, this is simple. It's a bar after all. Mm -hmm. And uh, she comes back and she says, we don't have any olives. And I I, I looked at her. And and the the first thing that flashed in my mind was, oh, wait, wait wait a minute. You're telling me on a boat that's stationary with a bar here connected to a bar that in neither one of these bars that you're running all day today, you don't have any green olives? That ran through my mind. What the hell, man? Which would have been confrontive and would have embarrassed my, my, you being my spouse, confronted. of course. And then another thought ran through my mind to say to, to quote from a movie, perhaps to be funny, like The Family Man, the Christmas story, where he fingers through the, the clothes closet of the guy he uh, replaces and he just touches the shitty clothes and says, subpar. Yeah. I didn't do any of those things. I just said, okay, what the fuck? Thank you. What's that crazy? Yeah. That, am I expecting too much? I mean, ah, you, go, you, go in with, you go in oils.
1: with hopes of a Bloody Mary being 60% food and a little bit of drink, because you've seen these images on the internet of, yes. of oh, like cheeseburger sliders hanging off of a Bloody Mary, <laughs> and you think, oh well, why is there no why is there no Vienna sausage in my in my Bloody Mary? But
0: <laughs> hey, where's the raw green onion? Because <laughs> right. I like to nibble both on the end with a little salt and also chew up the greens and right. like a freaking cud. Right. My the eye? idea of a cud is an interesting thing that you, you chew, you chew, you chew, and you kind of swallow it a little way to what is your first stomach, and then a little later, you kind of cough it up. Mm-hmm. Then you chew it some more. And so somebody who come over to the cow and say, hey, what you doing? The cow will say, chewing my cud, and that's mm-hmm. where the saying comes from, chewing my cud.
1: Indeed. As you and, and, might remember, my wife is a veterinarian that's, has studied cows and she knows all about the four stomachs of the cow yes, and yes. often tells, tells our children about that. But what I love about that is that it's where we get the, the verb to ruminate as in to like sit and think about something for a long time, chew
0: it over again and chew again. it
1: over again. And then like you think you have your, this problem solved and then, and then you cough it up again and you have to chew on you, it some you more. Pop
0: it in your mouth and you need a drink to wash it down. That's well,
1: right? It's not so much about, I was thinking
0: more about. Like a hair thoughts. Ball? Mine's like a hairball.
1: Yeah. But like, to, if you have a problem that like you can't stop thinking about, like we uh, call that, you're ruminating on that.
0: A naughty, a naughty problem.
1: Is not, a, my... not a naughty problem.
0: Naughty. Could be. Could be. There's like no, like mean,
2: there's many know. knots.
0: I saw Barat, or what's his name, the actor? Barat. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. I'm I, so terrible when I start recording about about names. Sasha Baron Cohen. Yeah, Sasha Baron Cohen, and he's interviewed as himself, and you never get to see him when he's just himself, and he's telling stories about some of the stuff that he's done, and it's so outrageous. And the danger and it's so he's been funny, in. So funny again, but so different for him to say, that, and it, so much of it he doesn't know what what he's going to do. I mean, he just he just does it, and, then, and the reaction is. This or that, but uh, oh man, there's some wild stuff that he does. <laughs>
1: yeah, he's. I've, I've seen. I guess, I think maybe he gave he gave a talk, maybe a TED talk or something. This will be in the show notes. At
0: oh, uh, masters talk. on comedy.
1: Maybe we are up to wow, episode seventy. This will be at oh. happyhour.fm/slash zero seven zero. Yeah, so I. I've definitely seen an inter- in interview with him or a talk that he gave talking about how... That
0: Amy Poehler was the guest in the one I saw. Possibly, yeah. Where, Which was funny, too, because she's where,
1: funny. Of course, she's, she's the best. But just about how he definitely has feared for his life in his... Like, he... Yeah. you know When he goes to a place that is so homophobic... Yeah. And then is like, eh, Hey, you want me to suck your dick? Hey, we can do that, eh? And, and just, like how fearless he is in because that he, and, and how yes. he could, could totally have just been beaten to death so many times by, by being that provocative. You but, see
0: the, you see the, the character he has in the wheelchair, who's a kind of a Trumper character, kind of a Confederate Trumper in a wheelchair. And, and the, he gets these interviews with legislators, not Rand Paul is one of them. Yeah. That was a um,
1: thing um, from, from last year where he did, <laughs> he did that.
0: <laughs> oh, and, and 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 who else was very tried very hard with him very thoughtful with him and tried to talk he, him through the stuff. He
1: was he he was with John McCain at one point and John McCain realized that he was just fucking with him and said, Okay, I'm leaving.
0: Yeah, yeah. I didn't see John McCain's. Would've been interesting. God, don't we miss John McCain? Yeah. We do. I loved him.
1: So I heard some some thoughts today about how Trump Trump is not having fun anymore. Right. Like Trump's the the way that Trump has fun is having his rallies, having people yep. be there being yeah 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 Trump, yeah 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 he's I love you. Him. And but it's very very likely that he's had his last rally because the rallies yeah. aren't going to with with the COVID thing. They're not going to happen it's, anymore. Yeah. And things and, are
0: getting worse in the in the U.S. Right,
1: in thirty eight states. And apparently he's had a turn. He's had a change of heart because his advisors have told him that, oh no, actually it's the red state people that are dying now, not just the blue state people. And so now he's like taking COVID seriously because it's it's his supporters we're that are dying,
0: dying, rather than urban center, uh, ra- ra- rather ra- 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 than
1: rather than the liberal elites who fuck them they can die. And but like he's like the Republican convention has been canceled because. Like unlike rallies where he is filling the seats with people that love him, the Republican convention, you have to actually fill the seats with people with some intelligence and that's not going to happen. so they've canceled yeah. the pundits that I was listening to said like he's not having fun anymore and yeah, right. and and he might like he might just like he might just quit, but the only thing keeping him from quitting is the fact that New York might put him in jail because
0: yeah as soon, he, as, soon as he as soon as he steps down right exactly. except that. Except that, of course, he should resign because then Michael Pence will pull a Gerald Ford, to Richard Nixon and pardon him. And as soon as that happens, then he's free and clear. The is that the spin you that you had heard, or do you, or is no? This I had used?
1: not thought. I had not thought, thought that all the way through. But, but yeah, that is totally. If he just
0: loses and walks away, he's done, because Biden isn't gonna Biden isn't gonna pardon him, obviously. And so that's the only way for him. To get out of it. And, and what we understand is well, that. Biden might, Biden might pardon New York because... State. has, What New York State has, what the, what, what the U.S. Attorney has, is everything we know that they should okay. have. So listen to James Carville, who you can Google quickly and find saying this. It's been streamed a little bit. And of course, he just wants to taunt Trump. But he said rather than face the proof of a tsunami of a defeat and become the biggest defeat in the history of the republic mm-hmm. that to avoid that that he would resign not to mention of course being immediately indicted convicted and sent to fucking prison for what essentially might be called i don't know maybe high crimes and misdemeanors felony tax evasion lying to the irs we've seen the tax forms yeah the I've seen there aren't, very, there aren't a lot released. of released
1: there aren't a lot of people of his stature that end up actually in jail in, how about,
0: how about uh, jared kushner's dad
1: yeah and was he president of the
0: united states <laughs> yeah so I'm just... no but i think that 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 since he can't then we shouldn't be held to some s- historical standard of thinking that there's ever been anything like this in the history of our re- republic there hasn't been and so Just as the new normal is one that he's created, Mm -hmm. that new normal creates for us on the other side of that coin a new normal where, for the first time in the history of this country, a former president of the United States goes to fucking prison. That's why he's going to quit, though. He's going to resign. Pence will become the nominee, and it will excite the fuck out of the Republican Party. Mm -hmm. And it all depends when they're going to announce it, if they don't announce it, by the convention. But can Trump's ego—can his ego— be controlled by his fucking pea brain by yeah. his fucking pea brain.
1: So this the the people that I heard talk about this had read apparently there's a book out by Mary Trump or some yeah, some his cousin niece. his niece who talks about what their what their family life was like. And basically it's just as you would imagine, it's total abusive neglect that would produce someone like Donald Yeah. And, and so it's like, when would you, because already we're within a hundred days of the election day, less, less within a hundred, I said, within, yes. Right. And so it would be like, when, what would be the optimal time to, to get off the throne and let, and let Pence, presumably be the presumptive nominee
0: the day before the election after the thing but after mm
1: -hmm.
0: i'm sorry the only thing that will convince trump that it's over is what it looks like the day before the election he's gonna he's gonna
1: resign when (laughs) he's gonna resign when when like as soon as all of the the results come in that shows that he has lost he's gonna resign No,
0: no 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 before that no yeah, a day yes. before. Oh yeah, because he doesn't want. He doesn't want. He wants to try to weaken the. the right. Like the I wasn't even it. trying. I, I wasn't even running. What right. the hell? No. Why, why would I want news. this? Why would I, I want to run? I wasn't. I wasn't on the ballot. Right. I wasn't even on the ballot. That's a very important word. Except that you were. <laughs> Big meaning. Right. Big word. Yeah. So so you, so you got to put up on the on our website that 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 Dora. What was what called?
1: Yes, I sent that to you. It was so. For for people that have not had a small child in the age of Dora the Explorer, Dora is so annoying in that she does this thing where she talks to the child that's watching, and she says, Okay, so now we're going to go to the lake, and then the bridge, and then the mountain. Say it with me again. Lake, bridge, mountain. And the child, in theory, is supposed to be there like, Lake, bridge, mountain. And uh, so, like that's and, and, and for that sounds, sure, sounds my,
0: strangely like Count Dracula. Yeah,
1: and, and and I swear to you, my children have vocalized towards the television at Dora, yes, responding sure. to this, and and anyway, there's this there's this sort of mix up, mix, hmm, a fucking word, a mashup where someone has put together Trump talking about the answers to his so-called intelligence test, where he has to say these words like,
0: Can you help us? Yeah. Can you say person woman man
2: camera TV?
0: So it's person, woman, man, camera TV.
2: Hooray!
0: Person, woman, man, camera TV. Again! Person, woman, man, camera TV.
2: One more time!
0: Person, woman, man, Camera TV. We did
2: it! We did it! We, we did, did it. it!
0: Yay! Because I'm cognitively there. What's amazing yeah. about this 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 thing that makes it outrageous is the fact that Trump hesitated to remember these five things. And the tape that they play again and again and again is that hesitation where you can see his eyes fluttering because he's trying to make sure that he gets it right it is fabulous and i sent it to, to grandma to, to share with our granddaughter because it's it's child friendly isn't yeah.
1: it it and it's it's so it, it's so representative of this time where the president is so pleased that he is at a first grade level and can like repeat five words yeah. back to yeah. the teacher yeah and yeah. it's just like wow yeah. this is this is yeah. our world
0: It's our world Speaking of otherworldly, you and I exchanged some communications about monster movies. And I sent you a link to a monster calls and you sent me a link to the monster killer. Is that correct?
1: It's no, it's a movie called I Kill Giants.
0: Oh, I Kill Giants. I Kill Giants.
1: And I, I don't know, I chose this movie just like it was available to me. And just like a year ago, a year ago, and I was like, well, I don't know anything about this movie. I'm going to watch it and normally I'm not a big fan of
0: paranormal
1: or paranormal superhero fantasy fantasy stuff. This is more fantasy, but, but it, but I watched it and it was just really, really good. It's about this, this girl that lives on the seaside. I'm going to say maybe Maine or somewhere in the, in the, in New England. And she's sort of a, a freak among her middle school classmates because she's obsessed with this idea that there are giants that in the forest that must be killed. And she sets all of these traps and like spends all of her free time setting these traps and these things to kill these, these giants that apparently are in the woods and no one believes her in and she has to talk to her guidance counselor or her the the therapist at her school, and her therapist doesn't believe her. And
0: who is the therapist played by? Do you recall?
1: It's no, I don't.
0: I can't. We spoke last uh, week about uh, Robin Williams Academy Award for playing a therapist, which is why I wondered why it flashed as to who did it. I remember a woman, right?
1: Her name is Zoe Saldaña. Whoa, she was she was apparently the lead. Female thing in Avatar, like the oh, in Avatar movies, where where yes. there was a there was a there was a primary blue woman yes. that was important. Yes, uh, apparently she played that.
0: Uh, oh, Zoe! I love that name.
1: Yes, she I is guess. four months older than me, so. Huh. Yeah. Anyway, she, this uh, this I Kill Giants movie, it it's really kind of cool. Like it the way it plays out uh-huh. and the way it's unclear like my i love movies where it's unclear whether you're seeing the imagination of a character or reality
0: which is the blend of course they're they're looking for
1: right and so like you know i I love movies where where a character sort of goes insane and you're not you're not sure if what they're seeing is real or not
0: right right well a monster a a monster calls is similar to that have you seen it it's the one you talk about not yet no i've just no no no. no, the monster calls thing that you saw oh yeah yeah just watched it okay I just watched, it. and uh, because the child is so, heads up, heads to ya, yeah, throw it down now, throw it back, throw it back, Jack.
1: Ah, you're, you're, the Monster Call movie thing that you that you sent. It's like a it's like a thing where the child can like control the monster by moving his own body. Is that true?
0: No, no, no. It's about a boy, that you know this from the from the trailer, so it's not a spoiler, who is bullied at school. And his mother is dying, and is very is an artist, a young aspiring artist, very creative. And as he is alone so much, and taking care of his own self because his mother's so sick, doing his own laundry, getting his school. He's about you know 12 years old probably, and you can understand why he envisions a monster who is a uh, a live version of a tree. That he literally sees outside his window up the hill, where there's a a stone church next to the the tree, and his nightmare is about the church falling and creating a hole in the earth, and he is trying to save his mother, and the monster, played in in, oh my god, Liam uh, Neeson, just is he's he's in the tree in the tree's face and character. But he also is in the he is the grandfather of the child, and you only know that if you recognize him in pictures that flash on the screen for no more than a second or two. Mm-hmm. That it's the grandfather and, and he's in the credits as the monster. And it doesn't say anything about him in the credits as a grandfather, but in fact that's him in the picture. So he's the dying woman's daddy. And it is because you can you can understand the conjuring in that pain, yes, of such a of such a place to go, in a dreams, in a dream state, in awakening state, and the feeling as a child at that age of a gut in your stomach that you wake up every morning and you can't fucking believe what's happened to your life, and so you go to these places. Yep, and so it's it's that in this case though, unlike what you said about you don't know the difference, you know, but you know that it's all in the in the in the uh, in the mind. Of of the child, but nonetheless, it doesn't make it any less real because of your your compassion
2: mm-hmm.
0: for why the child is there and the special effects are so fucking astounding. And uh, and it's just it's uh, you haven't seen it. I I, I think you will. I, how did can no, I see this yours? this
1: parallels like, like this parallels so closely to the Eichel Giants movie, and I would say that they had copied it, but they were a year before. Munster calls his. Well, it's not. A,
0: it's it's not. It's not a unusual story. I'm sure we could go all the way back to Greek literature. Jason and the Argonauts, for example, was was all about this shit. You know what I'm saying? But so, it's still back in the day. the The best movie of the age for me as a child when I was about twelve.
1: When you were twelve, the Greek Jason plays, and the Argonauts. right? Because you were twelve. I guess like three thousand years ago.
0: 1965. Look up Jason and the Argonauts and tell me what year it came out. I was twelve in 1965. Will you watch this you need to attach a little clip of this because at the time this was the you love this because at the time it was the high end of technics it was the most astounding stuff that we had ever seen in our life
1: what did your that guess for, the, for tell- the year huh what, what did you guess for the year 63 so I was 10 so I, I, f- I found it really interesting you talked about this monster calls movie where the mother is played by Felicity Jones. Oh, yes. And then just today, I was listening to a podcast about Rogue One, the the Star Wars movie, which stars her. And I had not heard of her before that or really since, but she's pretty freaking amazing.
0: Academy Award-level performance for me, and the child, actually, who you can uh, link to, he was nominated for the Best Lewis McDougal. Uh, new, new Actor. And in the in the movie, his name was Connor. What was his last name? Connor. O, o. Connor is all it says. Oh, okay. Well, he was Connor O'Flannery or something like that. But Liam Neeson, it is it is you know, is legitimate, obviously Irish, broke, you mm-hmm. know, as the as the monster is the tree. And he, I, I love the actor. In fact, it's strange, but when you're you're, you're blasting through 454 movies to, 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 to pick one. Mm-hmm. And I just watched a movie, and I, I don't know if I've ever even mentioned it to you, is called The Gray, and it's starring Liam Neeson. It's a movie about a, a plane wreck where Liam Neeson, who is a a sharpshooter for an oil company and positioned to kill wolves before they attack the workers in the remote regions of Alaska, yes. where he is in the plane that crashes and he becomes the de facto leader of a troop of... An ever a decreasing troop, of course, mm-hmm. of, of of survivors. So the gray. Oh my God. I've never Eric. heard of it. Oh, you're going to. Like, and, I see. I'm and finding and it no now on IMDb. Here, but just brace yourself for, to be riveted, riveted for the entire. It's got to be. It's probably not a long movie. It's five, two hours, 10 minutes, maybe. But it's astounding. It's gripping. One hour it's and 59 minutes. Two hours. I, I should have guessed two hours. That's what I kind of thought. But mm-hmm. I, I lengthened it in a, in a second. Is this right? Is it two hours? No, no, it's a little longer than that. Well, no. It's not. So, Liam Neeson
1: has a particular set of skills. It's good
0: enough. Um, so, there's another one, that Liam Neeson, where he plays a driver of an Alaskan snow plower whose job it is to keep the deepest snow in Alaska from closing the roads. And the size of his plow is amazing. And I can't remember the, the, the town, it's, uh, I think it's Nantucket, but I think it was, there once was a man from Nantucket who had a plow so big, he said, fuck it. As he said with a grin, as he drank down his chin, if the snow was sand, I would plow it.
1: Nice. Yeah, he's got a bunch of movies. He's got, well, he's filming one called The Ice Road, which this seems to be like a, like a thing of his to be like in the cold.
0: Is that the one I'm describing?
1: No, that's the one he's filming right now. Oh, okay. There's one called Cold Pursuit, which a grieving snowplow driver seeks revenge against that's the drug dealers who killed his son. Cold Pursuit. Cold Pursuit.
0: And having been in Alaska in the winter and going over, flying in a, in a, in a 747 in a fully moonlit night... And flying so low that in the moonlit night, for an hour and a half, you could see uh, the mountains below you, for an hour and a half from Juneau, Alaska, to Anchorage, Alaska. But but so this is there's there's these roads that uh, are in that not not that I necessarily went over. I'm not sure this if this movie was set in Alaska. I think it was. It was going be in, in, in many many places. But I went to Chitna. Alaska, and in Chitna, Alaska, I, I parked in my rental vehicle, which was a have you ever heard of a station wagon, a uh, ram station wagon that's got a hemi eight in it that uh, was out hemi. there on the road it's It's a fucking sports car in a fucking station wagon. It's fucking amazing. Sure, they only bro. sold it for two or three years. So you gotta link to that because it's fucking amazing. That's what I had. And so I drove and on the way back, I got a ticket. I was doing one hundred and twenty. He said if I hit a moose, I'd be decapitated. It's in my, it's, I'd never forget that moment when I realized that it was true. But anyway, I go to Chitna and I park the the vehicle and my buddy who's off the grid comes to pick me up and he goes on what used to be a railroad track, a single railroad track that cut a divide through a rock mountain that's like, you know, 72, 75 feet tall, cut right through it and then goes along a river and you've got to have big ass tires because Some of the old railroad ties and the rivets are still on this old road. And all along with no guardrail is a river that I, I, without my my map, I wouldn't remember the name of it. But you imagine standing off the side of this road to Piss with no guardrail and looking down. Into the river. A half a mile down into a gorge. Into a gorge of a glacial flowing. It's not water, man. It's like, glacier. A, it's like moving mixture of ice and water that if you were unfortunate enough to be in it, uh-huh. that if you put your hand out in front of you as far as you could, you wouldn't be able to see it because it's mixed with dirt and it's mixed with ice. And, and it's your mixed with Sludge. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, my stream wasn't enough to get down a fucking half mile, but thank you for the for the idea.
1: Oh, I'm just visualizing for our listener.
0: Well, so, Ballyhoo.
1: Dennis, the half mile pisser. Yeah, so I just googled Hemi wagon, and there seems to be a thing from 1964 where people were souping up station wagons as hot rods.
0: This is a Dodge Ram, uh yep, Dodge, Dodge Ram station wagon with a Hemi. That's what you Google. It's the Hemi is the name of the engine. It's a it's a very extraordinarily powerful engine. When if you find it, you can tell our listeners what the uh, specs are on the Hemi engine because if you do bring it up, that's what what you'll see. But what's remarkable about it? is that you can go from fucking zero to 60 in fucking seconds. In seconds. Because it's like it's a fucking sports car and a station wagon. And a bunch of people... Why would you want that on the ice? Well, no, no, it's no ice. Well, 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 I got to the ice. Okay. But as I was going north, and then of course as I was going south, toward Anchorage, the roads were clear. And as you got closer, deeper and deeper north into Alaska, in this time of year, it became ice-ridden hamburgers in the local joint that I Googled as I was getting ready to go there. Hamburgers in one of three places in this little town that I mentioned. I gave the name of it, but now I forgot it already. It doesn't matter. But one was a post office, one was a grocery store, one was a restaurant, and a hamburger in the restaurant was $24, 24 bucks. Knowing that everything that, so much of what Alaska uses, and needs it all, it's flown in. Everything has to be brought in. And as I was driving, too long, to reach my destination, a town along the way, for my hotel. I was drowsy, and it was snowing, big, heavy flakes. There was about three to six inches of snow on the road, so I was driving slow, and straight up ahead of me was a very young moose, standing in the road, looking square at me, and I just stopped my car and watched, and then the moose walked away. And then I got to my town and checked in the hotel, in a row, it was longer. It's a long trip. It seemed to me that it was not four. It was like a day, mm-hmm. over a day and a half. Chitna, C H I T N A, Chitna, that's the name of the town. Chitna, C H I T N A.
1: He wants to auto complete to China, to China. Well, let's go there. Let's see, Chitna, Alaska. There's a tea shop there.
0: Tea shop's new. So. a restaurant? No. Well, tea shop. they sell any food, you could Google the menu. It'd be fucking 16 bucks for a fucking croissant. So
1: your question is from Anchorage to Chitna. The answer is four and a half hours.
0: Ah. So the reason I spent the night was because I left Anchorage after work at five o'clock and wanted to get a leg on the journey so that I didn't get there all tired. But I do remember arriving for whatever reason. Oh, I arrived at Chitna at five in the morning. It was still dark. And my buddy... My buddy came and got me
1: because in the summer it's going to be bright 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 at five in the morning
0: yeah no 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 it was in the winter it was it was december but there yeah. was well, a lot case, of snow in
1: that case at, at, at 11 a.m it's going to be dark but yeah
0: yeah let me think when we got up to go check his trap line, on his ski dew, and it was close to dawn it seemed to me that it was in the 9 or 10 a.m so maybe your research can, can pinpoint this, but we had, we both got on a ski-do that had a faulty, faulty front end. And and my friend is known for his many, many accidents over the years on horses and anything with a motor in it. And I think I've told you this before, but at one point it flipped over and I got thrown off and I missed a stake that would have went through my heart like some fucking crazed vampire fucking movie. And he lay there stunned, kind of like I was in the snow, and the machine had gone up further and then stalled, so it didn't land on him, which could have killed him. And he said, are you all right? And he was facing straight up in the snow, looking straight into the sky. Are you all right? And I said, well, you know, I think so. I landed on my side, and so I was kind of facing him. And it seemed to me for a moment he did an angel. And he said, I love my life. Because Amen, what had just happened in the snow and the and landing and just and somewhat living dangerously, I can imagine. We got to the place and he had baited an area illegally with a piece of dead flesh. And then he mounted a camera. That was a motion sensor. And then he recorded it. And then when we got back home, after we checked all the lines and no animals, some blood, not not particularly well done. And he, in fact, had meandered important for a future story, as to why he fled Alaska. He happened to meander on the state land, cutting down trees of more than three inches thick to be able to run his lines way up on the side of a mountain that by the time we got to the top of where the line was, we were thousands of feet above sea level, and I could see for hundreds and hundreds of miles. But back, back to the camera, little did I know he's showing a black bear coming and ripping the carcass in the thing and another black bear coming and, and a, a, a a wolverine. No a wolverine. No three or four feet wrong. Go green. Go white. But anyway, and, and this this motion sensor, and then suddenly the black bear jumps away to run toward the camera. And you actually see the bear's face leap toward the camera in this crazy shot. And then in the frame where the top of the bear's head was at the top of the frame, the black bear, you could see the paws of a grizzly bear standing up on its hind legs that was eight foot tall, making that fucking black bear that stood five and a half, six feet from from paw to ears look like a fucking midget of a beast. Like a teddy bear. I look at him. I look at, I look at my buddy and I say, what the fuck, man? That's where we were? That we're there? He said, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm like... And, and and your, your ski schedule do broke down three times. <laughs> three times. Did we have matches? Were, were we, you know, and, and I will tell you this, though, this image, this burning image, and I have, I think, got photographs of this, I'm certain, I do, of at the top of his line in the mountains in the morning fog as we went out before dawn. So by the time we got to one part of the line, the morning sun was heating the snow and so it created the fog and up in the mountains the wonderful just astounding depth of mountains there at the top of that hill and i thought you know what here's the thing if that was the last thing i saw be on this find. earth if it was it's like oh man you know i'm not in a hurry to go but i saw this mm-hmm. i saw this amen take me home country roads to the place alaska
1: yeah, I, I see that you walked that you walked that you drove from from Anchorage through Palmer, Sutton Alpine Glacier View, and then you turned at Glen Allen and went down through Silver Springs and Copper Center. Glen Allen is Willow where Creek. I
0: stay. Willow Creek, at a seventy six station that had a hotel. Yeah, and it just is that two hours away from Chitina. Yeah, because I wanted. And then you
1: Something went like through that. Kenny Creek. Yeah, man. Google Maps is just.
0: So what is the river that from Chitna runs in one direction or the other? But the, the 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 road that is likely on a Google map will be running along the river from Chitna out of Chitna, probably north or northeast or west. Certainly not south.
1: Chitna is at a is it a place where three uh, rivers conjoin, and they are, are and and they are frozen in Google Maps and not labeled.
0: Not labeled. That's impossible.
1: Well, That's impossible. It, it's, it's, what I'm, it's what I'm seeing, bro.
0: I have a book that was written by fishermen that takes every river, every major river in Alaska and is called The Fisherman's Highway Bible and describes to you places where you could park in Alaska on a main road and walk a a workable distance to to fly fish for some of the world's most prolific and fighting, fresh river trout and and salmon. And so when you're in Chitna, and you're driving in one of these rivers that if you do find it, I can tell you which one it was, that at one spot near a bridge, you could park your car and walk down that half mile, probably meandering a mile, to the river, and it told you, not only about the fishing hole down there, but what they caught it on, what the approach was, what the drift was, you know, what line they used, what weight—it's—it's—and it's—it's—I I, can't—I can't begin to tell you how impressed I am about this fucking book. I—I'm I, there and I'm driving, and the book says, "Look, go to this go to this park, and you're going to see a parking spot that's going to hold about forty fifty cars." Go there, I get there, and I have a, a video of this of being greeted by 12 turkeys that are following me everywhere because they've been training the parking lot to get food mm-hmm. from visitors. And it says, Look, you're going to see fishermen getting out and going up river and down river, which are both really good places to fish. And there's three holes up river and there's three holes down river where the fish congregate. Let them go where they go. You stay right there at the parking lot and fish under the bridge that you just drove over. Mm-hmm. And I went there and I did what they told me, and I bought lures that were five inches long, full of feathers, like some fucking ancient Indian fucking beast of an insect. And I caught 10 to 12 pound salmon for three hours straight, flashing wow. and screaming out of the water. This book, the fucking Bible, The Fisherman's Highway. I'll, I'll, whether you remind me or not, I'll send you a link to this shit, you know, so for the shit, for, for you know, for the fishermen who are listening, particularly those in Uruguay. Our hats off to Uruguay. We're we're breaking records there.
1: Yes. The place is called Chitina, Alaska. I guess you could Americanize that to Chitna. Chit That's Chitina the way they
0: pronounce it I believe.
1: Yeah. It's located Chit- on the on the west bank of the Copper River at yes. con- as at it, at its confluence with the Chitina River on the Edgerton Highway. Blah, blah, blah. And anyway, like on the on the Google Maps, it looks like there are like seven buildings there. And the population is 126, so it is a tiny little town. But yeah, so they took yeah, so the Wikipedia page talks about how they took the area from the people that lived there before.
0: So when we, we when we drove to my buddy's
1: the million dollar um, bridge
0: remote oh really we over what
1: crosses the Copper River 50 miles from
0: Cordova. Yes, I fished the Copper River, upstream from that bridge, mm-hmm. and also downstream. Where I didn't have much luck, but upstream I did, and I caught fish all day long. The Copper River is astounding. It's astounding. So, when when we got to the the area where he lived, by then it was daylight, because we you know we bum bum, bum 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 over this road, where the old railroad tracks was As going very slowly. And talking and talking and talking. And, bum, and bum, bum. I had never spent more than a drink or two with this dude, man. He was my brother's good friend. And they traveled together and hunted together for elk. And they did all sorts of stuff together. So I didn't know him at, at all well. And so we were telling each other's life stories and stopping. in a way. we get there. And, look, and it's kind of strange. You get in the middle of nowhere. And there's an area where, well, there's a property. And it's kind of alongside the road. And he says, that's my neighbor. And we turn right on, a, on, a, on a, of course, another dirt road. And we go down. And we're on his way to his place that I'll describe, but on the way there on the right is a homestead on a small river off the main river. And that small homestead is a four bedroom farmhouse with a bunk quarters that would sleep five or six workmen and a barn Uh and a system of water, fresh water retrieval from the river for sale. And we go a little further up this road. And And you bought it and now you live there. Oh, if I would have, if I could have, but what do you do when you're there? You gotta, this is it. This is what you do. Uh, it, Dennis. You you live you 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 just make sure it's for sale. I get to my buddy's house and he's got a freezer and it's unplugged because it's out of the porch now because it's winter.
1: It's fucking freezing.
0: I'm gonna splurge tonight. And I said, Why is that? And he said, Well, when we have dinner, I have enough pizza to get me through the winter with one piece of pizza per dinner. And I allow for one extra piece of pizza twice. And we're about to use up both of those opportunities, and we're going to have two pieces of pizza. Splurging. And I'm also going to thaw out the salmon that I caught in my net that I was allowed to take 36 salmon in a net that was six to eight feet across, standing on rocks in a river, raging. Mm -hmm. And if more than two of these salmon got in your net, it would fucking pull you into the water. Wow. This is what he was allowed to do, because he was a homesteader, and he smoked it, and he froze it, and he made it into jerky, and every night he looked at his gauges—he was a statistician—he looked at his gauges, he said, we, I'm going to have to give us enough power to get through the night. He pulls the cord outside of, or inside of his little generator, he runs it for exactly 24 minutes, it recharges the batteries <laughs> that charged all day from the sun, and he says, okay. If, you know and then before you go to bed you take a dump or whatever you get up in the morning you take a dump you go into his toilet and after you take a dump in his organic toilet you, you take from the tray that's there uh, two huge shovel you know like uh, big little handheld shovelfuls of stuff that will de- will increase the deterioration rate of yes. the of, of the feces and you know and push it outside and grabbing what heat there is for the house totally totally and it was a six-sided house. And so there were it was and and, Hexagon. and so there I sat, in the in the six sided house having eaten my second piece of pizza, which I thought was on the spare side, being used of course to eating the entire fucking pizza, right. six sided pizza by myself in three beers. Are you kidding me? And uh, and anyway, eating the, the the unbelievable smoked salmon that he had frozen that he had uh, he didn't freeze. You don't have to freeze it because it's smoked. It was packaged and showing me the pictures on his computer of the fucking grizzly bear and these black bears. And and he made it, in order to see it, because it takes hours of film, mm-hmm. he sped it up so that it was like this crazy speed. And when the animals came up on the screen, of course, they were moving, you know, like the crazy bears. earliest cartoons on index cards, mm-hmm. right? And oh, it was fascinating, man. And what the dude was just, he just did it, man. He did it for over two and a half years. He had a he had a this thing that that goes into the stream and it was a big hose and the hose hooked up to this to this uh, carburetor of a car of a truck a what? big carburetor that has a flap you know what a carburetor looks like it you has know? a flap that the gas comes out of it mm-hmm. was hooked to another carburetor and when those two carburetors when the river flowed the water flowed it hit the carburetor it hit the trap door doubled the speed and the force of the water from the river hit another trapdoor, which doubled it again and allowed you to push the water uphill from a stream with no no electric, mechanical, solar, anything, all done by two carburetors tied together. If you do this with large enough carburetors and the water source is moving fast enough, I've seen it, so that you can go nearly straight uphill to water your garden with Uh. absolutely no gasoline or anything. So this is what the dude had, man. Batteries charged, stats every day, logs, two and a half years. had a dog. He he was interviewed. You Google him. He was on a a pilot of of a man and his dog in the wilderness. And about his best friend, the dog. It's heartwarming. There's only
1: one Google result for that search. For sure. Man, dog,
0: wilderness. Man, dog, wilderness. Camera, TV. (laughs) What is uh, the—do something for me. Bring up the uh, cover of the Crosby, Stills, Nash song that I sent you. Bring it up. several. Well, I know I did, but you commented on one that was kind of uh, funny. The deja vu one? Yes, where you you said, somehow I feel like I've already heard this. (laughs) I thought it was a (laughs) clever joke. I thought thought it was. You didn't comment on the other ones. But this one I wanted to particularly talk to you about because you're multilingual. And for for me, who's not, you know, with, you know, I, I portrayed my entire Spanish ability when I said, ¿cómo está usted? And you said, ah, bien, bien. <laughs> That's it for me. But what I love about this is the language of it. And so can you play it? Because I want to hear it. So. Or is there a problem with that? Technically? Yeah. So uh, technically,
1: legally. Uh, so I, I put these uh, recordings for some reason. Up on YouTube, where they receive no views or listens whatsoever, but YouTube notices every fucking time that I put in a thing that that like is That is a known recording,
0: but you have a certain length. Of one one would think, but I telegrams. I don't know. I, so, don't okay, know? Don't okay. You? Look,
1: I'm look. I promise our listener that in the show notes at happy, happyhour.fm slash 070 I will put a link to this deja vu video that Dennis is talking about.
0: But it's just a soundtrack.
1: Okay, but I also wanted to talk p- briefly before we go about this Niagara Falls video uh, photo that I sent you. Oh,
0: send it to me now. Let me let me look at it. I'm no, not no, sure. No, I...
1: no, no. No, I, I will describe it and you will understand. It's this oh. it, it's this photo where the oh, 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 where yes. where the the, the Canada yes. side has three people on on the boat the and the U.S. Boat. side the is here, just jam packed full of people. Boat. Right, and right. it's such an illustrative, 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 you will, illustrative uh, photo of photo. our current time, where a government with leadership is controlling their people in a way that a government without is not. And anyway, this is a article from the Guardian that I will put in the show notes.
0: Oh God, it's and so. Uh, give me a COVID, nice scene, mate. Give me a COVID vaccine. I don't want to keep doing this shit. Give me a COVID vaccine. I'll take a double dose, boy. I'll be a clinical trial. I am just so sick of this shit. I haven't had fun in a while. Amen, man. See y'all next week.
1: That's it for episode number seventy-seven-zero. You can find the show notes At happyhour.fm We talked about a bunch of movies And things, you can find all the links in there Or in your podcast player of choice If you can see show notes You can help support us At patreon.com Happyhour And I hope you're Staying safe We will see you next week